You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Let's get her going here, though. Let's. What are we waiting for? TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Hour two of Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all new Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the handy dandy Score North mobile app where you can listen on demand. You can listen live. The more you listen live, the more points you rack up to earn rewards from us because we love you. It's also your one-stop shop for all the written content from scorenorth.com, including Judd Zolgad keeping you abreast of all the latest Craig Kimbrell news whenever there is Craig Kimbrell news to be dispensed. It's up there at scorenorth.com and on the Score North mobile app, and we always have the Kimbrell alert system ready to go for you as well. Eon. Here on, here on Eon. Judd with Robin. That was just an example. That was not a Kimbrel. <laughs> no, alert. that was if, yes. If it had been, you would have been told what to do. That was just a warning. This exactly. is just a test yeah. of the emergency Kimbrel <laughs> News Network. Eon. Eon. <laughs> no, Rami's not. It dead. might be the greatest thing we've ever done. That's what I keep saying. It and just I, might be. And I don't know why. Does that date back to the entirety, the entire history of the Mackie and Judd show? Uh-huh. It's one of the greatest. <laughs> uh, Derek Rose has a book coming out, you guys. Keep your finger on the button just in case there's Kimbrel news, Jonathan. But let's talk about the, uh, the some of the quotes coming out from this Derek Rose book. That's Before we get into the coming quotes. Coming up in a few months, yes. Was the world really pining for a Derek Rose book? Did we need a Derek Rose book? I mean, I'm going to read it. I'm a Derrick Rose honk, though, so then I'm the wrong guy to ask Derek about that. Derrick Rose honk. My, my, guess, my guess is that Sam Smith, who wrote the Jordan Rules, what now, 35 years ago? Yeah. Was like, I haven't done a book in a long time. The Rose Rules. Hey, Derrick Rose, why don't we do a book together? And, and Derek's like, sure, why not? He just had that documentary a few months ago from uh, with Stadium. Did you guys watch that at all? I did not, but I know about it. I, didn't I only watch saw it. the one clip where they literally, he was in the middle of an interview and he was traded to the Knicks. From the Bulls, and he breaks down and like can't talk to the camera. You know, to anymore. Phil's point though, why wouldn't you just w- waited five more years till you're done to do this book? That's really I didn't it even think make, of it. That it would make more I mean, sense. Ha- yeah, we'll have. Well, I guess the reason why we're glad he did the book is because he's talking about the things that happened with the Timberwolves back in yeah. the fall of last year. So. Yes, he is. Thank you, Derek, Rose. including the uh, the Jimmy Butler saga and the stuff about Thibodeau was really interesting. We'll get to that in a second. But this is what he says about Jimmy Butler and his and his trade request. He says that uh, he counseled R- Butler to, quote, not lose your leverage while he also tried to become a veteran leader to hold the Wolves locker room together during that process, saying, quote, look, it wasn't his fault. It's the league's fault. Nothing against Carl Anthony Towns. He's cool and he's good, but you get these kids and you spoil them before they achieve anything. One page later, Rose adds, Jimmy was feeling, why'd you all pay them first? And I was the one that got you to the playoffs. That's all it was. Jimmy wasn't doing it right, though he was right. Okay, so let's start with spoiling kids before they do anything. Yes. I mean, Derek Rose is... 
is a product of the same generation. I mean, you get paid a lot of money when you get drafted. Derrick Rose was the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. That dude was that dude had to worry about money zero from the point he was drafted but into think, the NBA. I think he's talking about the mega extensions that Wiggins and Towns got. But what was the I guess my question to Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler would be if you're saying, well, boy, these guys just get a lot of money and they're spoiled, and and then the second part, the Jimmy Butler. You know, this is all third hand because it's coming through Derrick Rose, but being mad that they would take care of Carl Anthony Towns before they would take care of you. It's like, well, yeah, there's deadlines to meet when it comes to contracts in the NBA, and Carl Anthony Towns is a 10 year franchise player. So I, I, I'm, I guess I'm kind of confused as to why Jimmy Butler and, and. But he says that. He says it's the league's fault. Okay. But I'm guessing the way I, that the system is set up. Here's my question, though, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I'll take Derrick Rose out of it because I think Derrick Rose is just the messenger here to some extent, and he's the messenger on behalf of Jimmy Butler. If you're Jimmy Butler, and you're unable to deal with the exact same parameters that every other superstar and team in the NBA has to deal with, that's on you. Like the common denominator is across the league, young guys get paid. That's how it works in the NBA. Young guys get paid a lot of money when they're drafted up high and then they make a lot of money, like three years in, they just get paid 20 or it's just ridiculous how much money these guys are making, but that's where, that's where the league is at. And nobody else complains. Like nobody else has a problem with it to the point where they have to force their way out of an organization. So I just, I I find that beef weird that Jimmy Butler's like, well, young guys are getting paid and that's a huge problem with, it's like, well, yeah, but that's, that's not just a Timberwolves problem or a Carl Anthony Towns problem. That's just how it is in the NBA. 19-year-olds and 21-year-olds get mega millions of dollars. But guys, Jimmy Butler's age also get mega get get max yeah, deals. But, he he won't be the first. He's going to get a max deal from somebody this mm-hmm. offseason and he won't be the first guy of his age to do so. So I don't think it's unreasonable not to say that I wouldn't do what the Wolves did. If I'm if I'm picking between Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler, I'm taking Carl Anthony Towns mm-hmm. in all likelihood. But if I'm Jimmy Butler and I'm going, look, you, you brought me in here to change the culture, to put this thing over the top, to get you into the playoffs. I did that, and now I'm not the one getting rewarded. You, you don't see why he, regardless of what the system is, what, you, don't, you don't see why he would feel slighted or, or passed over if you put yourself in Jimmy Butler's shoes? I think he's full of crap if he thinks the Wolves passed him over. I think Jimmy Butler was always holding out for free agency and a bidding war this summer. So I think he's talking out of both sides of his mouth via Derrick Rose, who's the messenger sure. here. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think it's correct to say that, well, the Wolves just had no interest, and Tom Thibodeau specifically had no interest in Jimmy Butler being around long term. Of course Tom Thibodeau had interest in Jimmy Butler being around long-term, and Jimmy Butler in his camp said, well, we're, we can get a five-year max deal, or we can get you know, more teams looking at us and, but when Jimmy Butler, in the summer to follow. When Butler was traded here, he knew the exact price of Polker and, and the contracts, how they were going to fall, and he decided a year before he was scheduled that he should jump above Towns, which made no sense. So he changed. he tried to change the rules, and nobody knew why. <laughs> because the only reason, if if you planned on staying here and being successful, which he did not, you would say to yourself, okay, Carl gets paid now. I get paid then after the 2018-19 season. But he tried to change the entire thing. And that makes no sense. Well, on top of what Judge just said, too, the other thing that makes no sense is that Jimmy Butler looked at Carl Anthony Towns as a burden for some reason. The Wiggins thing, I get it. 
But Jimmy Butler put Towns and Wiggins in the same bin together, and they should never be in the same bin together. Carl Anthony Towns is one of the best players in the NBA. Wiggins is one of the biggest busts and worst contracts in the NBA. So now if if I'm choosing, if I'm Jimmy Butler and I get my choice, and it's just A or B, Carl Anthony Towns is my sidekick, or I can craft a scenario in which I play with LeBron James for two or three years in in LA or whatever the whatever the like I can play with Kevin Durant with the Knicks or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that's worth getting out of Minnesota for and that's worth waiting until the following summer for. But everything he has done and said for 2 years has pointed to the fact that he thinks Carl Anthony Towns is a burden. And that's absurd. Carl Anthony Towns is is as soon as a couple of these old guard players go away in a year or two like LeBron James will sort of fade out in a couple of years. Towns will be one of the five best players in the NBA. Agreed. And I don't I just don't get how someone can look at Carl Anthony Towns as a burden to his chances to win. Wiggins, absolutely. And yes. Tell me this. In this league of all leagues, you want to tell me the financial system towards the player is broken? That's a joke. Football? Absolutely. Baseball's gotten weird and dicey. But basketball, if you're a star, you get paid. You could you could actually argue that the top top stars would get forty or fifty million dollars. Well, some of them are going to get forty million dollars this starting this summer, right? But that you if there was no if there was no player cap because they cap player contracts you imagine and team. What LeBron would be getting paid. Some team would pay him sixty million dollars and then just fill out the rest <laughs> of the roster. The right. cap is very yeah. yeah. Yep. Some more of the juicy nuggets to come out of this uh, upcoming Derrick Rose book regarding the uh, the infamous practice where he. Beat the first stringers with a bunch of third stringers. Rose wrote, scored one time in that practice. They were all writing about. Yes, one basket. Right hand up to God. What's so exciting about that? But the media is going crazy. You would think he scored 30. It was killing Tibbs, I tell you. He wasn't saying anything to us, but you could tell he was taking it hard. Well, then that's Tibbs' fault. You got to come out and say, and I either say it publicly or or you call three of your favorite people in the business and say he's full of crap he's absolutely full of, this is this goes down a road to me of how to but at that point i think he was still trying to he was, he was, smooth things over he was jimmy. but that was a mistake yeah jimmy was gone he he picked jimmy over his team at a time where it was clear that butler was didn't not want to play for tibbs or be here I fault Tibbs completely, and if you if that killed him, then guess what? Pick up the phone or text Woj or whomever and say the guy scored one basket. That's a Tibbs problem, and and what was maddening to see through that whole thing was Tibbs continue to pick Jimmy when it was clear that Jimmy was out the door. Yeah, it was it was a weird move for Tom Thibodeau to not align himself more with Carl Anthony Towns if you wanted to maintain his post as either president of basketball operations or as coach. And as soon as he alienated Carl Anthony Towns, I think it just became obvious that it's like Towns ain't going anywhere. He just signed a five-year max contract, and the goal is for him to be here for 10 years. And so if the choice for Glenn Taylor is between Tom Thibodeau and Carl Anthony Towns, well, goodbye, Tom Thibodeau, and that's what happened. And speaking of Thibodeau as coach and president of basketball operations, this is what Derek Rose said about his time with Thibodeau. In Minnesota, he said Tibbs was honest even when he didn't play me when I first got there. He was just telling me they have certain people here. They feel like they need to play certain people. He was just telling me to stick with them. I stuck with them, and he looked out for me. That's one of the reasons I stuck with him and wanted to come back. Can I call BS completely here? Derek Rose got lied to there. Tom was president of basketball operations, head coach, and chief bully. 
Who was telling Glenn Taylor? You can't play Derrick Rose. That's a bunch of crap. If Derrick Rose believes what Tib- Tibbs was uh, probably afraid to play Rose because he thought, my gosh, he's a China doll. He'll fall apart. But if he really told him there are people here telling who was was Glenn Taylor meddling and saying Tyus Jones needs to play. That's the only thing I can think of. Right. Wiggins. Maybe he wanted to bench Wiggins. It's weird. It is weird. Pre- the Tom Thibodeau would use the. Well, it- I mean, listen, we're getting some pressure from above. Like, <laughs> uh, you run the you run the option, and you're a complete bully. Like that's your your gig is being a bully. So you're telling me you so so you blew off the lasagna dinner, which was a big deal to Glenn. But now Glenn's t- telling you, like Phil just said, to play Tyus Jones. I'm not buying that for one second. I, can, all right, just. I am so sick of Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Honest to God. I didn't see this coming. Like, what is... Speaking of guys who've never done anything in this league, Derrick Rose... he's just redirecting his anger about Kimberly <laughs> and the this, Cubs. Yeah, I, just yeah, say, I didn't just, see this coming on Derrick Rose. Jimmy Butler, I'm no, fine No, with. first of all, like, I'm going to lump them both together here for a second. Jimmy Butler has never <laughs> played in the NBA this. Finals. Derrick Rose won an unwarranted MVP award that, Le- that LeBron Blast James should have Stop won. It. Okay, Stop. Derrick Rose wasn't even one of the three best players in the NBA wow. that year, and people love a feel-good wow. story. Oh, it was wow! It was a surprise wow. that he was this, this good. Blasphemous. LeBron James should have won the MVP award that year. These two guys walk around and talk like they have multiple rings. They have none. They have none. You know who should be pumping out book after book? Guys like Steph Curry and LeBron James and Kevin Durant and Tim Duncan. Can we get like five Tim Duncan books before we get a Derrick Rose book? Has he written a book? I'd rather have a Kawhi Leonard book before a Derrick Rose book. Tim Duncan book, could no probably be, Tim Duncan book could probably be boring. A Kawhi Leonard book where he's just quoted as saying, buckets, boards, buckets, <laughs> boards. And I'm suing people. Time. Did you guys see that story? <laughs> Dude, he is so weird. The oral oh, history of Kawhi Leonard is so weird. He wouldn't take phone calls from recruiters. He just didn't answer his phone when he was being recruited out of high school. The scary thing is not surprising. There's there's nothing there. He's a strange dude. There's no, but Duncan was I, I perceived Tim as just being boring, milk toast, right? Bland. Yeah. When I watch Kawhi, I'm like, what's what's behind those eyes? God, I'm just so Derek Rose and I like how you don't just bleep yourself. I like how you just jumped Derek Rose. Seriously, how many times has, has Derek Rose even? He, is it one <laughs> conference finals? Has he even played in the conference finals? One. One with the Bulls? I think he got hurt in the second. No, yeah, because he's because no, he's fragile. That was pre-conference finals when he got when he blew out his knee. Yeah, I love that was great. But keep yeah, stop <laughs> blaspheming my guy though. <laughs> Jimmy right. Butler Let's and Derrick Rose just taken down by Mackey. In other news, when we come back. In other news. Ah, yes, middle of the week, middle of the show. It's America's favorite new radio segment where we take a break from the hard-hitting sports talk. We bring you here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app and bring you some of the lighthearted stories from around the world, including this one from jolly old England. A worker at an England store made, or an England furniture store, excuse me, made a cushion spin on his finger for 18 minutes and 14 seconds to break a Guinness World Record. Dan Spencer, 33 years old, an employee at the Morrison store in Brighton, sat in a chair at the store and made a seat cushion twirl on his finger for a total of 18 minutes and 14 seconds while his wife Haley coordinated timekeepers and took video of the attempt. (laughs) 
The Spencer and Sedan successfully beat the previous record of 15 minutes, 7 seconds, and they are submitting the evidence to Guinness for official recognition. He said, I started doing it when I was about 10 years old. When I was watching the telly with my mom, I would sit there and spin a pillow in the front room, and it drove her mad. How is this a record of anything? How does anybody care about this? I feel like where we've jumped the shark with setting records at this point. Yes. Like, I think I brought this up before. What isn't a category for a Guinness World Record? You know what? We should have shut this whole thing down when they stopped printing the Guinness actual book of world records. I don't think they do the annual anymore. I don't think, like, remember when... I think we talked about this, and I think you're yeah. right. I, I used to love, as a kid, you go to the, the elementary school yeah. library, and you'd yeah. open up, like, the 1991 Guinness Book oh, of World nice, Records. Nice I think thick. I got it as a yeah. birthday gift a few different years, the Guinness yeah. Book of World Records. And it would show you photos of woman with the longest nails, and it would have a photo of the woman with nails yeah. that went... She'd have her arm out straight, and the nails would go all the way down to the floor. I don't even know how that you That was always very gross, yeah. I don't, gross. I don't get that. How do you, like... I have a lot of logistical questions about that, actually. Well, how long could, could your nails get? I know the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know where I was going with yes. that. Get help? No. No, how do you... Get help? What do you mean, get help? No, I mean, if you go to the bathroom. I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, get help. Assistance. Okay. It's worth like it. You couldn't do it. You're, you Listen, couldn't. I'm like... I'm like Three years away from the longest nails ever. Just keep wiping me. <laughs> but how long would you have to grow those puppies for is my question, too. I don't know. But we need to come up with something that we as a show can do that will end up in the Guinness Book of World Records. We need to just pick something senseless and stupid and get it done just for the publicity stunt, if nothing Actually, else, and to get our names in the books. I think we already did. Somebody tweeted at us yesterday, Score North is the worst sports talk station ever. <laughs> Don't you love? Don't you love Jonathan, the Guinness record? Jonathan, submit that to Guinness. Submit we'll our submit, right on it right submit, now. Submit our contention that we are the worst sports talk station ever with the photo of us Kimberling. <laughs> I love arbitrary guy. Like people are like, yeah, your Twins coverage is fantastic. You guys are doing a great job. And then just guy gets involved. It's like you're the worst station of all time. But this all, dude, of all time. By this the way. dude sat in a furniture store that he worked in for 18 minutes and 14 seconds, spinning a damn couch cushion on his. Finger. How did his boss let that happen? I don't know. Have you never worked retail? Yeah, I've worked retail. You know, there's plenty of time on your hands some days. It's like clerks. I would fire that guy if I'm his boss. But is this, do do you also uh, consult a a previous Guinness book or do you call someone to find out? You must. Here's what the record is. Yeah, you must. So it's just some inane record? Yeah, you have to know going in. That doesn't seem like that long. 18 hours? Oh, yeah, I guess so. When did he pee? Model? When did he go to the bathroom? And how? So many questions. Again, he probably got help. (laughs) It's all about getting help. You got to have a guy. In other news, from Parkersburg, West Virginia, (laughs) a West Virginia principal was accused of plagiarizing an address to his school's graduating class. He says he didn't mean to use someone else's work. He plagiarized from Ashton Kutcher's 2013 Nickelodeon Teen Choice Award speech. What? what? Really? Parkersburg High School principal Kenny DeMoss has issued a statement saying... I do he, remember being moved by that speech. I was in tears, I believe. There's audio coming, by the way. Oh, good. Nice. He has issued a statement saying he should have cited his sources in the May 23rd speech, <laughs> but asserted the ideas were his own. The ideas were his own. Quote... 
I did not get all my ideas from Ashton. Format, yes. Thoughts and ideas were from my heart, he wrote, adding that he's upset the speech has stolen the focus from the graduating students. A graduate posted a video to Facebook that spliced DeMoss' speech with Kutcher's 2013 Nickelodeon Teen Choice Award speech and has since amassed more than 100,000 views. The speeches used were uh, similar wording and at times featured identical phrasing. I believe we have audio of Ashton Kutcher's 2013 world-renowned Nickelodeon Teen Choice Award speech, if you guys want it. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, let's be, let's be brutally honest. This is the old guy award. This is, like, this is like the grandpa award. And after this, I get to go to like the geriatric home. Um, first of all, um, I don't have a career without you guys. I don't, I don't get to do any of the things that I get to do without you. This is the speech he stole? Um, <laughs> I think so. I'm trying, know, trying to find the other I one. thought that, uh, hi. <laughs> I thought that it, it might be interesting. You know, in, in Hollywood and in the industry and the stuff we do, there's a lot of like insider secrets <laughs> to is keeping it, your career going. This is and right up there with Lincoln, to, to, FDR, to, to making things tick. The, the only thing and, we have to fear uh, is slime coming down on my head. Uh, my name is actually not even Ashton. Okay. Ashton is That's my middle enough. name. <laughs> well, wait. My first name's Chris. What's there to steal from this? There is. I'm trying to find it. Is but the, the principal's name also not Ashton? I don't have a career without you. The principal, I mean... Ex- I mean, God, technically, he's right. If God, there weren't students, the principal wouldn't bless have Bless him for job. being a principal, but I don't see how that applies to a celebrity. I'm going to send another one to Jonathan here, and we'll loop back before the end of the segment. Like, right. halfway down this page, uh, halfway down this page, I think there's a Facebook play link to the principals. <laughs> we'll see what it's here's what here. Here's my question very quickly, though. Who turned the principal in, and who really cares? Like, it's not like he filed a report. I only care because he's a principal. Like he's he is the yeah, head he, of a institute of education. To, I'm with Rami on this, but he has to work with kids. I don't blame him. I take the easy way out too. <laughs> if I had to be surrounded by kids all the time, he's doing God's work. <laughs> I don't have kids for a reason because yeah, I don't want to have to make stuff up. But how do you go from okay, this is my big moment. I have to deliver a message to these students on graduation day that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. I need some inspiration. He knows and you go to Google. Right. And what did Kutcher, he type right. into Google yeah, that's to a, get Ashton Kutcher's 2013 Nickelodeon Teen Choice or, Award? Or that's a very good question. did he see Ashton Kutcher's 2013 People's Choice Award speech and it stuck with him? It made such an impression <laughs> that five, <laughs> six years later, he, was, he had to give a speech and he was like, that's the one. In other news... <laughs> We'll answer that question shortly, I'm sure. A Taco Bell without taco shells might seem, well, criminal. But it's not something to call the cops about. That's an announcement a police department in Louisiana issued this week in response to a citizen's call for help. A Taco Bell in Slidell ran out of hard and soft shell taco shells, and one irate customer reported the gross miscarriage of justice to the police department. Wow. In a Facebook post on Monday, the Slidell Police Department agreed that the lack of taco shells was, quote, truly a travesty, but the offense wasn't under their jurisdiction. I got to be honest, I'm on the side of the person who called 911 for this. Taco Bell ran out of taco shells? That is a crisis. There was a Popeye's chicken in Milwaukee that would regularly run out of chicken. (laughs) 
I don't know. How, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but there was Judd had to turn his mic on. This place oh, was like infamous. I must out. I coughed and then one, I think it was just this past year, like a few months ago, or maybe it was last was year. I don't know. Complained. There was. They closed the Popeyes the day after. Tax refund checks were mailed out because the whole staff just took... It's like the worst Popeyes in the history of Popeyes. The problem is, if you go from Popeyes chicken to just Popeyes, are you just serving up, like, cans of spinach from the cartoon? <laughs> Sorry, we're out of chicken, but we've got this cartoon can of spinach. It'll make your forearms really strong. I just like the fact that, in this case, somebody actually called 911. But we see this all the time. When are people going to get the clue that 911 is... Not for stupid crap like the Taco yeah. Bell ran out of tacos. It depends on what. It depends on how slow your town is Phil in terms of crimes. With okay, the, the folks in Slidell. Listen, I went to Buffalo High School out in the uh, western, like west of the western suburbs. Yeah, and I love. I'm, I'm not ripping the Buffalo Police Department, but there weren't a whole lot of things happening in <laughs> Buffalo, Minnesota. Okay, like they're pulling you over for going five miles over the post-it. and maybe once in a while there's some domestic dispute that needs to be figured out. Right, I think they can handle. A Taco Bell crisis. What what is handling it? What does the police do when they show up to the Taco Bell that's out of taco shells? Listen, I don't know. Go to the grocery store. Give me some taco shells. You can't get those taco shells Yeah, you're here to protect and serve, okay? If it's a Doritos Loco taco that they're looking for, you can't just find those in the store, Phil Mackey. And you know, yeah, you, you know the person. Those shells are available. You know the person <laughs> that called the cops was drunk too. Oh you, yeah, you know for the, sure. And yeah. odds are good they got a Dewey. I believe we actually have found audio of the actual principal speech. Oh, good. Ripping off the Ashton Kutcher 2013 good, good, good. Nickelodeon Teen Choice Award. Awesome. It's really three things I want to share, and those who really know me know that I'm very blunt and to the point. So I'm going to spill the tea with you right now. So is Ashton Kutcher. The first thing is about opportunity. The second thing is about being intriguing. And the third thing is about living life. Some really amazing things that I learned when I was Chris. And I wanted to share those things with you guys because I think it, it's helped me be here today. So it's really three things. Oh the my first God. thing is about opportunity. <laughs> the second thing is about being sexy. And the third thing is about living life. So he changed the opportunity. I believe that opportunity (laughs) looks a lot like hard work. When I was a kid growing up, I didn't get paid to do chores. I had to do them. I had to run the vacuum cleaner, dust the house, clean my room, cut the grass. When I became 15, I had to get my first paid job working as a busboy. So I could pay for my own insurance to help drive the family car. I didn't have my own car, nor was I I given one. Who turned this guy in? Is this what Ashton Kutcher said? Then I got a job working as a waiter. Then I got a job selling hmm. shoes in the mall. Then I got a job being a laborer for a construction company carrying shingles. Even he sounds bored with his own speech. Get off the stage, dude. This is a spliced up version of it, though, right? So they yeah. will come back one to Ashton here. Yeah, they will. At one point in time in my life, I was juggling four part time jobs. Oh, wow. Did he have the same exact life story as Ashton Kutcher? And the greatest thing I about really that hope so. was that I never had a job. What if Ashton plagiarized him? <laughs> that I was better than. That I was too He just good saw into the future. I was always lucky to just have a job, and every job I had was a stepping stone to my next job. And this guy's I never seriously putting me to sleep. Yeah, I, I, I was hoping we get to the Ashton yeah. part, but all right, but oh my god, who turned him in? 
Why? Why? They should have just turned him in for being boring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm sure. I'm sure if Ashton Kutcher's speech was call the anything cops on, like call the that, cops in the middle of that speech, absolutely, dude, that would be warranted. That would be absolutely warranted. In other news, <laughs> the Pokemon company announced it is teaming with a wedding planning firm in Japan to offer themed ceremonies featuring the franchise's monsters. I'm literally looking at a wedding ceremony right now with a bride and groom standing at the altar and a female and male Pokemon, or a Pikachu, dressed as a groom and a bride standing by their sides. Wedding, wedding planning company Escrit and the Pokemon company said they recently held the first officially licensed Pokemon-themed wedding, which features appearances from two Pikachu mascots dressed as a bride and groom. Photos shared by the Pokemon company show Pokemon-themed food items at the ceremony, including a cake with a Pikachu cake topper. The package also includes a marriage certificate laden with Pokemon imagery. Now, when I first read this, I thought, let's lock all these couples up. Like, you have to be insane (laughs) to want a Pokemon-themed wedding. But then I thought back, and friend of mine, more and more of a co-worker, acquaintance of mine, had a wedding, and somehow, I don't know, he found a woman who was okay and on board with them having a Star Wars-themed wedding. And it's the best wedding I've ever attended in my life. Wow. It was great. Wow. It was amazing. I mean, did they have just like a bunch of so who am bunch I? Of R2-D2 serving hors d'oeuvres, or what was the... Sounds like the greatest wedding ever. It was no, great. No, no. I don't remember all Both the detail, but like all the decoration, like the, the, the little thing on the table that like told you who was sitting at the table, all of them were Star Wars characters. It was, ama- it was great. That's, it was that's amazing. A, that's a child's birthday party, by the way. I disagree. I think if you gave me the chance to put like Rocky II end of the fight face paint on and have Mick cut my eye. (laughs) Thank God God your girlfriend would never allow that. (laughs) Yo, Adrian, we did it. I was for a buddy's wedding and we, for the the grand entrance or whatever, for the the reception afterwards, we had wrestling entrances. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Did Triple H's. Okay. I was at a wedding one time where we did, we had to do like a, like a sports act to, Mm -hmm. to come in. And so, like, the wedding party would, like, take a snap from the other yeah. and throw a pass. I like that stuff. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Did anyone throw anyone through a flaming table like Mick Foley? <laughs> no. Should have. Just show up drunk. Just shows show up, up drunk and stay drunk. <laughs> Did anyone get thrown off a 20-foot Hell in a Cell? I'm realizing, <laughs> a table? I'm realizing we by kind God. of... Yeah. For that wedding, we kind oh, of... Oh, uh, my God! The bride <laughs> is going through the table! My God! <laughs> That's amazing. This God is my witness. <laughs> that groom is broken in half. Oh. <laughs> Just to have officiate the wedding. I now pronounce you, man and wife. Good God Almighty. <laughs> oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin shows up, slams all of the beers. Please. Is that Stone Cold's music? Good God Almighty. <laughs> Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, that was uh, that was in other news, giving you a break from the hard-hitting sports news of the day and of the week. We wrap with Roycey when we come back here after a quick word for one of the loyal sponsors, longtime sponsors of this show, Mackie and Judd with Rami. Luther Brookdale Toyota 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard is where you can find it. And I've been telling you about my amazing experience from start to finish from uh, from walking in the door to the paperwork process and getting into a brand new lease. Uh, it'll be a 2019 
RAV4 XLE. I love it. I've been uh, driving it now for a couple of weeks. And again, it's just everything from the customer service experience to uh, the process of ending my previous lease, hopefully without any issues getting towed or repoed like repoed. last yeah, that time. Might be a good idea. That was my fault. Oh, open the mail this time. Note to Phil, you got to you got to change your uh, your auto pay information. Yeah, otherwise uh, otherwise they'll come after you. But everything other than my own boneheadedness is great at Luther Brookdale Toyota. And you can get into one of these brand new Highlanders or Tundras or Sienna 0% financing right now for 60 months. Again, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com and 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. Thank you, sir. TCL Broadcast Studios. Time to wrap with Royce. Royce, did you see who we got behind the plate in Cleveland uh, starting shortly? Who's the home plate umpire? No, no, almost as bad. Laz Diaz. Oh, no. Laz is a superstar. Immediate (laughs) Cooperstown entry compared to uh, Angel Hernandez. Did you see him last night? Oh, yes. Uh, Angel Angel had, had, had some... Had some, uh, you know, right down the old middle, uh, where, where, where the man's equipment stands, you know, the suit, you know, right down the swimming suit area strike, and he was calling them balls. And, they, and somebody, they made the good point that basically he watches where the catcher's glove goes, not where the ball goes. And, uh, you know, if the, ca- if the catcher jerks his glove to go catch a ball, he just assumes it's a ball and doesn't look exactly where the pitch wound up. So. Anyway, I don't think Laz is that bad. He's he's got. I like Laz because he's something. Usually has a, a fairly big strike zone, so I, I, I'll accept that. I will say, like watching most umpires, there was a, there was a couple in the game uh, last night with the with the Twins, where I think I think umpires have gotten a lot better and a lot tighter compared oh, to are. ten or fifteen years ago. So they the, yes. there's there's most of those calls on the corner. That you think ten years ago, oh, he'll call that a strike, and they do, they yeah. do resist the urge. Yes, and they should call it a strike and get the damn game moving. <laughs> That's why I say, paint zone. the paint the black white, paint the black white, and then you'll have more strikes. That's, uh, that's I've never theory. heard that suggested before. That's actually kind of brilliant. Well, you know, it's, it's, there's always a first time. <laughs> I've never uh, even questioned yeah. why the edges are black. Why are the edges black? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because they always say it's on the black. That means it's a strike. So let's not let them worry about the black. Let's let a, let's let a big, white, uh, you know, 18 inches of white. And then if you want to put some black on that, that's fine. But you know what would fix all of, all of this, Pat, is a uh, robot umpire takeover. Yeah, yeah. Okay, guys. Listen, I love guys coming out and screaming at umpires. I think it's fantastic, and we're missing that in the game today. And, uh, you know, I, I I like the fact that Gardy detests Hunter Wendelstadt and will get thrown out of the game every time he umpires because he doesn't like the way he calls balls and strikes. That's fantastic. Bobby Cox got a, ejected, what, a hundred and... 14 times and 112 of them were bitching from the dugout about balls and strikes, you know, so that's, uh, that's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't mind a bad, you know, there's what, 320 pitches, 300 now, probably, uh, he missed, he missed five, six, 10. That's okay. I'm Matt, fine with it. Of all the things, hey, uh, we, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go we, ahead. We should mention, oh, go ahead. No, 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 no after you, after you, sir. I wanted to mention Carlos Carrasco and uh, how, uh, what a horrible year this is for Cleveland, man, that now they, uh, 
Now he's got some kind of a blood predicament, and uh, that's three of their five starting pitchers that are not pitching now: Kluber, Clevenger, and uh, and uh, now Carlos Carrasco. And uh, that's uh, they're going to. Uh, I think Trevor Bauer will be moving here in the next month or so, and they're going to give up completely, and, as uh, well they should. Who would you give up for Lindor if you knew you could sign him for two hundred and twenty million dollars? Royce Lewis in a heartbeat. I give you Royce else. Lewis. Yeah. I give you Royce Lewis, Jorge Polanco, and any other middle infielder you want. I think he's one of the five best players in baseball. I agree. So, Is and he's and he's young too. He's only twenty five. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. Something like it, it will be interesting to see. Uh, they'll, they'll probably move everybody. They got to fight. The White Sox will finish second in the American League Central. I yeah. will. Uh, I will make it in that prediction. Anyway, what were you going to say when I rudely interrupted? No, I, I was going to ask of all the things that are are much different about baseball and games taking forever. Are there any things in the last five years of of baseball changing and evolving that you like better than I don't know twenty or thirty years ago? Is because is we I, and we spend a lot of time complaining about the modern baseball you know problems too. But is there anything that you like better right now that's new in the last few years? Uh, I think that uh, the ability to hit a baseball is, uh, even though we do get all these strikeouts that everybody whines about, the ability of guys to go up and get a high fastball has never been never been close to what it is now. How these guys are adjusting to 95 and 96 miles an hour, I just don't know. And I think that we have the best athletes. The other thing is we have the best athletes that have ever played the game. So, yeah, I like that, too. I mean, you got... You got you got fielders that you got an outfield like the Twins have now. I, I grew up with a game where you put one fat guy in left field and the other fat guy in right field, and then let some center fielder run around and try to make some catches. And now you got outfielders. They make so many plays now that they didn't make for years and years and years. It's uh, it's uh, you know the fielding is immensely better than it used to be. Immensely better than it used to be. So anyway. That's those. Those are things that impress me. You know, I used to love to see like a bad second baseman, like Pete McCannon. I loved when I was writing. I loved seeing bad infielders. I love Pete ball. McCannon. You know, I, poor Pete. You know, our guy Bob Dodder used to call him Clank. <laughs> you know, I you know it was kind of fun to see bad infielders, but you don't see them anymore. There's not very many bad ones unless Seattle. Apparently, they're oh. they've tried to corner. They've tried to corner the market on. Everybody who can't field, apparently. But I, I think athletic, how athletic they are, the way they can get the pitches that they can never get through before and hit them a long way, and uh, fielding are the things that impress me the most. You know, obviously I hate starters going four and a third. You know, I'm not with Burt when Johan was going seven and he wanted him to go nine. I thought it was great to hook him after seven. But the, the idea that we're supposed to applaud because some guy pitches five scoreless innings nauseates me. But, hey. Bert's back now, Patrick, too. Extended run of Bert on Fox Sports yeah, North. I've, uh, I've noted that, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, the silence is wonderful. As I sit across the room here with the... Uh, Do you have it down now? With the, it, oh, yeah, it's down. It's off. Yeah, I just... So I it, just it's up it for again. who? Oh, most of the time it's down. Because <laughs> there's still half the team there that... You're gonna drive me nuts. So without naming any names, yeah, don't, so yeah, don't, I, name, I, don't name any names. I kind of pass on that. I kind of pass on that. <laughs> Say, I want. I heard your your quarterback discussion earlier today. 
And you guys are talking about Trubisky like he's a detriment to the Bears. He's going to be really good. Okay. You realize this? No. You realize that our guy, you realize that our guy depending on where Matthew Stafford is headed, our guy's going to be the fourth best quarterback in the division this year. But he'll have you the whitest that. teeth, so we'll yeah, got that going. Well, yes, he will. But I think Trubisky has made huge strides, and uh, you know, beyond beyond being a hell of an athlete, I, I think he's going to be a real asset to the Bears. He will he will take the Bears to the Super Bowl. Wow. Like like this, like this year? Uh, okay. Sometime. No, no, no. You really, but you think he'll... Although I made the same good. guarantee with Dante Culpepper, so what the hell. I, <laughs> I was going to say, you you promised the Vikings would go to Philadelphia and kick some eagle butt in the NFC title game on ESPN Radio nationally. Gamblers were involved. I think the Vikings got paid off. <laughs> I think Zim got paid off to give him a lousy game plan. That's my theory. Makes sense. Zim's Zim's most poorly coached game of his career that day against Philadelphia. <laughs> views it not... was an embarrassment. What? Oh, I, I said these are not the views of Score North. They're the views of Patrick Royce. <laughs> so when the Vikings call us and ask us why we're saying they got paid off to lose that game, we can say we're, we're distancing ourselves from that comment. <laughs> I, well, oh. if I still bet, I would. If I still bet, I would have actually felt that way. <laughs> you know, I love I love football better than they, they lost because uh, because somebody's on the take. But uh, anyway, no, I, I yes, I thought for sure they kicked the hell out of the. Yeah, I, I'm sure that uh, after watching Nick Foles in that ooh, against Atlanta, right? Wasn't it Atlanta yes, before yeah. they played the Vikings? Yeah, yep. One of the worst games that they wouldn't let him do anything but hand off. It was one of the worst games ever. And I'm sure everybody thought he'd come up and light up the next two teams he saw, the Vikings and the Patriots. Uh, that that was easy to predict. That was coming. Man, alive, where'd that come from? <laughs> no, unreal. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, but anything. I, I, I kind of like Trubisky. I think he's going to be okay. I, and I think the I'm Bears with you, Pat. Are, I think the Bears... I yeah, Rami's wearing Rami's wearing Bears boxer briefs right now. Yeah, and he, and he wants the Cubs to sign Kimbrel. He's all happy about that. Rami's having a great day. Yeah, here. Craig Kimbrel, by the way, looks like the Cubs are the front runners now. So good for them. Pay him sixty million, and then end up paying through the nose for that. Uh, you know that uh, escrow tax, and then not be able to sign one of your young guys. That'd be good. Yeah, maybe this leads to Javi Baez playing for the what? Twins. I don't know. Let's see. Who do they have for what? What's wrong? Is their bullpen bad? I haven't been checked. Yeah, it's not been good. That's been their one weak spot. They've lost like I think they've blown five or six saves. They have the worst save percentage in the league right now. So they need to do something mm-hmm. about that bullpen. Well, you know, as I said, I'd like to have him if he didn't have that chicken wing, but I couldn't stand to watch that. So <laughs> I, you know, so if it's between going to the World Series and watching the chicken wing, I'll uh, skip the World Series. Yeah, unless, unless it had the Monte Carlo dry rub on it, then it, then it would be good. <laughs> <laughs> that is. All right, Pat. Pat, we'll see you tomorrow. Anyway. All right, goodbye. All right, see you, Pat, with Royce. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I just looked for fun on the shifting conversation that Jason Stark brought up. Yeah. So you think with all these shifts, right, they're taking away hits. So the batting average on batted balls is the exact same this year as it was 10 years ago when they weren't really shifting 10 years ago. Right. How is that possible? Because more balls are going out of the stadium. But those don't count in the equation. Oh, that's true. These are balls actually in play. So is it just, are we just shifting and it does, it's just taking time up from our. It doesn't maybe it doesn't Are matter. Are they beating the shift, but then they hit into the who knows? I don't know. I don't know.
mystery. We'll, we'll, we'll spend two hours on it tomorrow. Time. Yeah, figure it out tomorrow. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on demand on the Score North mobile app, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Zolgad, um, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.